Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. (laughs) Okay, so I just have to warn you that it's Halloween at the time of this recording, and Lewis is really, really excited. Lewis is my four-year-old son who is dressing up as a ghost this evening, and he wants to run around and scare people and say, boo, and he is just pumped about it. And so it's currently nap time. And he is not napping. He is jumping around in his bed, just ready to go, practicing his (laughs) trick-or-treat. It's quite cute, but when you're trying to work and record a podcast, it's uh, a little distracting. So if you hear him in the background, just chuckle along. Don't mind him. Don't mind me. We're just really pumped about Halloween. He also told me that he's very excited for Christmas. I said, well, buddy, it got a little while until Christmas, but time is not his strong suit. So he gets really confused between days, hours, and months. He doesn't quite understand yet. So it's very funny and also very exhausting to explain. After nap, around six, we'll go trick-or-treating. He's like, so after bedtime, nobody. After nap. So tomorrow, nobody, tonight. So yesterday, oh my gosh, oh, deep breath, patience. It's just funny, like, to see him be so excited and to try to recall, you know, when I was his age, how I felt about trick-or-treating and Halloween and holidays and being so excited and something so new and fun. So trying to stay in that train of thought with his excitement and not get frustrated (laughs) that I have to keep repeating myself over and over again. Okay, so enough about that. Today we're going to talk about weight loss versus fat loss and why you should give them both up. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Uh, There's a podcast. Oh, I'm not sure which episode it is. And I don't have, oh, iTunes is open. Let me see if I can find it really quick for you. I have an episode where we talk about weight loss, but I don't remember where it is. All right, never mind. Needless to say, I don't talk about weight loss very often for a multitude of reasons. The first one being that it's so incredibly loaded for all of us. Whether you struggle with weight loss or you know somebody that does, it is hard. And for a lot of women, it is a battle. It is a battle. My mom fought weight loss. I fought weight loss battles. It even got me as far as disordered eating. I didn't have a diagnosable eating disorder, but boy, howdy, logging all of my food, all of my calories, trying to eat as little as possible every single day in the name of weight loss and fat loss. Well, it just created some real problems. And we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to differentiate between weight loss and fat loss. So weight loss is the cycle that we kind of get sucked into. 
and it's the most common. And this is with any kind of diet that you do, whether it's low carb, high carb, Weight Watchers, Atkins Keto, Paleo, whatever you choose. Anytime you are restricting your intake of food, you're engaging in a weight loss strategy. And you can, there are, well, you can, and there are ways to manipulate your body and coax it to lose five to 10 pounds rather quickly. Anybody can lose five to 10 pounds. Promise you that. Anybody can do it. Because typically those five to 10 pounds are water, just water weight. Did you know that for every, I'm going to get the math wrong on this, but for, I think it's for every seven grams of carbohydrates, your body holds on to an ounce of water. And I could totally be making that up, but the point is, is that when you eat carbs, your body holds on to water. And so when you reduce those and you reduce your calorie intake, your body goes, ah, and freaks out, and it'll drop the water weight, especially if you cut out carbs, which most diets recommend. So you have kind of that instant weight loss hit, and you're like, yes, I'm doing it, I'm losing the weight, it's amazing, you get on the scale, you feel like a million bucks, and then it stops. Because your body is fighting to get that weight back. And so when you engage in a weight loss mentality or lifestyle, as as some personal trainers and influencers call it, you are fighting biology. You are literally fighting yourself every time you try to lose weight. Your body will fight you right back for it. And that creates more cravings. That creates fatigue. It causes issues with hormone balance. It causes all sorts of problems that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But the point is, is that you will not win that weight loss war. Now, there are like the one in a million cases where they lose the weight and they keep it off and they love their life and they love their body. It's like one in a million and they're out there. I happen to know somebody who's lost, gosh, like 100 pounds doing Weight Watchers and she's kept it off for the better part of a year. But when you try to lose weight, especially quickly, you will gain it back. And we've seen this, right? It's like you lose the weight and then you gain it back plus five. You're like, wait a second, what happened? So when we're losing weight, we're not losing fat. That's the other misconception. You are losing water. You are losing bone density especially if you restrict calories and you pull out fats. and Because fat is actually, a lot of vitamins are fat-soluble, meaning you need to have fat in order to reap the benefits of them. So if you're pulling out fat from your diet, then you're going to lose a lot of that nutrient-dense vitamins and minerals that you need to keep that bone density up. So you lose that. If you restrict calories too much, your muscles will do what's called catabolism, which sounds like cannibalism because that's exactly what it is. It like eats your own muscle tissue. And so you lose muscle density. What? And maybe if all of the conditions are right and you do it perfect, you might lose some fat. Maybe. But again, once you stop or you fall off the wagon, you gain it back, then some. And the more you do that, the more you yo-yo back and forth, 
the harder it becomes. That's why when you hit 40, 50, 60, if you've been lifestyle dieting your whole life, it gets harder and harder and harder. And you're like, what's wrong with my metabolism? Well, it doesn't trust you because you've been doing yo-yo dieting for so long and it makes it harder and harder to keep that weight off. So that's weight loss. Fat loss is different. That is where you are manipulating your body to target fat loss. And you're employing different strategies like lower carbohydrates, high-intensity interval training, HIIT workouts. You're doing specific weightlifting maneuvers to try to get your body to release fat. And this is tricky stuff. Tricky stuff. Again, with the low-carb diets, you're going to see that quick weight drop because you are getting rid of the water. But when it comes to fat loss, you don't see a lot of change on the scale. You notice the change in your body composition and how your clothes fit, but not so much on the scale. But it has the similar problem that your body is going to fight to get that fat back, especially for women. I'm sorry. (laughs) Men have it so easy Like they are just hardwired to be lean because they are hunter-gatherers and women are the the reproducers, right? We're the ones that have the babies. That's why we have bigger hips. That's why we store fat in our hips and thighs and butt and our boobs. Like that's just how we're wired. And when you fight how you're wired and you really go to great lengths to change that and to change your body composition, it can be really hard. It can be really hard. And it's hard to sustain too. I think that we think that once we lose the weight, it's like, ta-da, I've arrived. It's gone. I'm where I want to be. Then there's the whole next step of maintenance and maintaining that weight loss. And your body's smart. Oh, your body is so incredibly smart and it is going to fight you to get that weight back, especially if you do it quickly. So what do we do instead? It's like, Kim, you've created a pretty dismal picture of dieting here. Like that doesn't really help me. I'm going to help. Here's what my advice to you is. As a personal trainer and nutrition coach, I'm telling you that you should just give up on both of them. Give up on both. And I'm going to give you three reasons why you should give up on weight loss or fat loss. The first one is your mental health. When you're trying to lose weight, it stresses you out. Am I right? You're always thinking about it. Like, am I eating enough meals? Am I eating too much? Am I having too many calories? And you spend all your time like entering things into apps and writing stuff down in your food log. And you're like just thinking about it all the time. And all this mental energy is going toward losing the weight, losing the fat. And you get stressed. And that has physical implications that we'll get to in a minute. It also puts you into fight or flight all the time. Because you are just ramping up your stress levels, trying to find healthy foods, trying to do the right workouts, and you end up doing things for your body that may not be as beneficial to you as you think. Especially if you pick up running as a way to lose weight, running is like one of the worst things you can do to your body. Unless it's like sprints and done like supervised with somebody that's helping you figure out your sprint schedule. But running is one of the worst things that you can do. 
Typically, there are body types, the ectomorphs, and there are three types of body types. I guess we'll start there. Mesomorphs, endomorphs, and ectomorphs. And each one has a different shape to them, but your ectomorphs are the ones that have no hips, right? They're shaped like a pencil. Those are our runners. Those are the ones that have a very small Q angle, which is the angle between your hips and knees, and they can run. Everybody else shouldn't be running, (laughs) It will stress your body out, not to mention how hard it is on your joints. I digress. Okay, it also causes obsession. So along with like stressing you out, you can become obsessive, especially the more you do it. Because then you're like, okay, that diet didn't work. Now I need a different one. Or like, I just need to stay on top of this. I just need to have better willpower. And you just are like always thinking about it. And it can also, on the flip side, cement limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. So if you don't lose the right amount of weight, or if you can't maintain it or sustain it, what do you think about yourself? You don't think, well, I'm a champion and the scales just doesn't matter. It's broken. It's fine. It's not a big deal. No, you're going to beat yourself up. You may do this consciously or you may do it subconsciously, but you are going to start saying to yourself, I'm a failure. I I can't do it. Why can't I lose the stinking weight? Why does my metabolism suck? Why does my willpower suck? How come I can't figure this out? What's wrong with me? And you're just going to go down this path of just self-deprecation. I think that's the right word. But it's not going to help you boost your confidence at all. Especially if you lose the weight and then you gain it back. That's like the worst feeling in the world, right? You feel like an absolute failure when that happens. And it can be maddening, like crazy making, like, girl, you be cray trying to figure it all out. Because it is hard work to figure out like specific carbohydrates that you need and to figure out you're the right amount of protein and fat that you need and to put all those pieces together in the right type of exercise for your body at any given moment because it depends on the time of year, the cycle that you're in, your stress levels, like all of that impacts what your body needs. And so to try to figure that out takes years, years. And you can speed up the process by working with a personal trainer. But again, if they don't know what they're doing and they're just putting you on random machines, that is not going to get you where you want to be. And you'll pay a lot of money to not get very far. So the second way is through physical health. So along with being stressed out, you're going to increase your cortisol levels because that's what happens when we get stressed to balance the effects of the adrenaline, the cortisol is released, and then we get kind of a homeostasis. But when that cortisol is continually dumped into the system in response to the adrenaline, aka the stress, that stuff gets stored. Do you know where? Gets stored in your butt and your gut. Boom. It rhymes. Easy to remember. Butt and gut. That is where we have the most fat cells, and that's where cortisol is stored and gathers and grows. And that is just hard to get rid of, friends. And the more like toxins that you have stored in your fat, the harder it is to get your body to use that fat for fuel. It's crazy. Okay, so that's that one. Unstable hunger hormones. So you have two hunger hormones. You have leptin and ghrelin. Leptin is the fullness hormone. And ghrelin is that like tummy girly growling, like 
hungry hormone. And as you manipulate your food intake, you actually can throw off your body's sensitivity to these hormones, especially if you're trying to eat too little or too much, like portion control that's not according to your instinct and intuition. If you're trying to like force feed, you can really mess up those hunger hormones. You can also create fatigue by not getting enough fuel in your body, enough calories, you can cause some serious fatigue issues, which goes into disrupting your sleep. If you're having a hard time sleeping, it could be that you are not getting the right nutrients that you need to help you fall asleep naturally and easily. You can also get bloated and gut irritation. So this comes from like switching to foods that you maybe your body doesn't even want. But because they're healthy and weight loss foods, you're like, give me all the broccoli, give me all the cauliflower rice, like I'm going to eat this. But maybe it's not right for your body. Maybe it's not. And it makes you gassy and bloated. And then you feel like, God, I can't win. But really, just because it's a healthy food doesn't mean it's healthy for you. And That leads into hormone imbalance. So by increasing or decreasing foods, you can actually upset your hormone balance. You have this thing called the HPA, which is this axis between your pituitary, your hypothalamus, and your adrenal glands. And this little triangle, if one part of these gets thrown off, the whole thing goes nuts. And that throws everything out of whack. Your thyroid production suffers. You get a whole host of new symptoms because your hormones are imbalanced. It's crazy. The third reason is that it inhibits your ability to be intuitive and flexible. So this means like eating seasonally. If you're on a low-carb diet, You cannot eat seasonally (laughs) because what foods are super plentiful this time of year? Squashes, starchy root vegetables, like that is the food of the season. And if you are trying to eat seasonally, which P.S. is incredible for your body. Chinese medicine talks about this a lot and about the, the gut being like a fire pit and how you want to keep your fire burning even in the colder months. And by eating cold foods and like out-of-season vegetables, that it actually inhibits your body's ability to digest foods. It's fascinating. I highly recommend you Google search that. Super fascinating. So uh, relaxing your flexibility and being able to eat with the seasons is much harder when you're on a diet. Then we've got the holidays. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's Halloween right now. It's like holiday kickoff time, right? All the foods. And how much stress do you incur trying to figure out how you're going to stay on your diet through the holidays? Or flip side, how you don't care and you're just going to, whatever, I'm just going to eat whatever, whenever. Or I'm going to practice moderation, which P.S. friends, hate to tell you this, please don't hate me. There's no such thing as moderation. No such thing. There's no such thing as moderation. A moderate amount? What is a moderate amount? Who even knows? Because it's not something you can measure. It's not something that you can go, okay, this is a moderate amount for me. Who knows? How do you even know? How do you even know? Moderation is not a real thing. So figuring out how you're going to eat during the holiday seasons, deal with your stress. You create more stress this way. It's the same thing for social gatherings, birthday parties, cake in the break room, donuts at work. It's the same thing. 
you get all stressed out because you're like, I can't have donuts, but I really want donuts. Oh, look at that sprinkle one. It looks so good. Oh my gosh, I just want it. I'm just going to eat it. Or you spend all day thinking about that donut in the break room. Am I right? I'm totally right about this. I know it. (sighs) Illness. When you get sick, if you are dieting, it is very hard to nourish your body with nourishing foods when you're ill. And same with hormone shifts. Like Your body doesn't need the same foods all the time. Variance is so important, especially, again, with seasonal produce. This is why having like a CSA box is amazing. If you have these in your area, I highly recommend it. CSAs can give you, like, they work with local farms and co-ops and bring in produce that's seasonal. It's great. It's an amazing way to eat and experiment with different veggies. It's great. But if you're dieting, it's harder to incorporate those foods. Again, I kind of pick on low carb because that's what's super popular right now. There are other diets that aren't low carb that are more like low calorie or counting points. But I think everybody's kind of on a low carb kick right now. So it's very funny because what, 20 years ago, it was a low fat. Everybody was on board with low fat diets because they were working in the short term, right? Because people were shocking their bodies into quick weight loss and then gaining it all back. So it's interesting to see how diet trends work in the in the culture that we're in. But that's another podcast for another day. So weight loss and fat loss mentalities, they hurt your mental health, your physical health, and inhibiting your ability to be flexible and eat intuitively. And that kind of structure and stress causes more problems than it solves. So Instead of focusing on weight loss or fat loss, focus on being in the flow. Episode 18 of the podcast, we talk about in depth what the flow looks like. The flow looks like accepting your body and your life where it's at. Just practicing acceptance. And then from acceptance, moving into appreciation of your body and what you have and your life appreciating what you see in the mirror, appreciating yourself internally. And from that appreciation, you can grow into value. Because when you value something that you appreciate, you start to invest in it. And that investing can look like working on implementing self-care or creating more space for yourself or taking up more space in your life, especially if you're trying to make yourself smaller. And then from that investment, you start to see growth. And you start to reap the rewards of that growth. And that, that's where the happiness comes from, friend. Not 20 pounds from now. Not three pant sizes from now. I promise. I promise you this. If you think that weight loss is the answer, if I could just lose weight, I'd be healthier. If I could just lose weight, I would be happy. Friend, I promise you, if you are not accepting and appreciating of yourself where you are right now, You cannot accept yourself and appreciate yourself X number of pounds from now. It does not work that way. Your body, in a result of you being in the flow, will find its happy weight. It'll find its happy weight. And it's a weight that you just kind of settle in at. You kind of fluctuate a little bit because our bodies are not static. They flow, they flex, they change. But it's a happy weight that you don't have to fight for. And you can start to work with and work on accepting. 
And once you get in the flow and you still think, I just really want to change my body composition, the way my body looks, do that from a place of investment and growth in the flow, not before. Because if you try to invest in weight loss and fat loss before you've gotten to the investing and growth phase, it's all going to be for naught and you're going to continue that cycle of dieting. So really getting into the accepting, appreciating, valuing, investing in growth before you even even visit the idea of body comp changing via weight loss or fat loss. Because I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it forever, but I am saying that I think you should give up on those and sub it for the flow because you are going to find sustainable happiness, the ability to be you bravely and to show up confidently in your life when you're in the flow versus when you're outside of the flow and you're just stuck like a little hamster on a wheel, just spinning, 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 trying to get that weight loss goal, trying to get that fat loss goal. And you can actually have a body and a life that you love and cherish and want to share openly. I mean, it is a game changer once you get in the flow. I promise you that. All right, my friends. That is all I have to say about weight loss and fat loss. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can find me on Instagram, kim.ludeman, L-U-D-E-M-A-N, or you can head over and chat with us in the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group. KimLudeman.com will get you there. May you go forth in the awesomeness that is you. Be you bravely, my friends. I'll see you next time.